Well, good morning, brothers and sisters. We've come to the end of another week. It's Friday. I want to encourage you, be sure you are in God's house this Sunday, worshiping the Lord Jesus. Go to life group, go to Sunday school, uh, bring the family, invite people. Make sure you have your Bible, your offering. Come with a heart prepared to praise the Lord and to receive the message he has for you. Today in our Bible reading plan, we are in Isaiah chapter 6. And some of you may be wondering, well, why did we jump from Kings to Isaiah? Uh, well, when we, when we read chapter 6, it'll make sense because yesterday in 2 Kings and 2 Chronicles, we looked at the story of the king of Judah named Uzziah, uh, or also in Kings named, named um, Azariah. And Uzziah was a king and he dies. Now, let's pick up the story of Isaiah because what I'm wanting to do as we go through the history is I want to bring the prophets... Isaiah, Micah, Jeremiah, etc., into the history when they actually live. So rather than just separating the prophets and reading them by themselves, I want us to look at their, what they preached in the context of the history stories we're reading in the books of Kings and Chronicles and so on. And so remember, yesterday we, we finished with, with Uzziah having leprosy until he dies. And then he dies and his son will succeed him as king. Well, in Isaiah chapter 6... Look with me at verse 1. In the year of King Uzziah's death, so the year that King Uzziah died, which was, I think, about 740 B.C., I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, lofty and exalted, with the train of his robe filling the temple and seraphim. These angels were with God, and, and they cry out. These angels are crying out praise. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And, and Isaiah receives his call to ministry, his call to be a prophet, if you will, while he's at the temple worshiping, okay? And notice that this all happens in the same year that King Uzziah died. So we know when Isaiah was called to be a prophet, about 740 B.C., the same year that King Uzziah died. Um, and, and this is one of the, the better known, most beautiful passages in Scripture. But as I read chapter 6, that's not the part that spoke to my heart. What spoke to me was the, the, what, what the angel said to, or the Lord rather, said to, to Isaiah uh, when he answered the call. So dropping down, um, verse 8, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And then I said, Isaiah, here am I, send me. Now, here's what spoke to me. It's what God said starting at verse 8. He said, God said to Isaiah, go and tell this people, keep on listening, but do not perceive, do not understand. Keep on looking, but do not understand. Verse 10, render the hearts of this people insensitive, their, their ears dull and their eyes dim. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their, their ears, understand with their hearts, and return and be healed. Wow. Paul quoted some of this and said essentially the same thing in Romans. Now, the question is, what, what does this mean? Isaiah go preach because I'm going to 
harden their hearts and I'm going to intentionally cause them to not listen, not understand, not repent, not turn back to me? Calvinists and those of the Reformed tradition would say, yeah. Because God's will is always done. I don't think that's what he's saying here. You see, go and tell this people. Go and preach. What you find in Scripture is that, that God's word is proclaimed and people in their response to it will either cause their hearts to be softened or hardened. See, when I hear the gospel, when I, when I hear the message of God and, 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 I, and I let it get inside me and I feel it and I'm convicted and I want more, my heart becomes softer toward the things of God. But when I don't want to hear it and I resist it and I put barriers up, I harden my heart. It's their response to the message. And God is simply saying, Isaiah, you're going to preach and preach and preach. But what they're going to do is they're going to say no and no and no. And the more they do that, their hearts will become hard. It's the idea that the same sun can melt something or harden something. Which it does is determined by the substance. Okay? Which it does is determined by the substance. Substance. Whether the heart is softened or hard is determined by the condition of the heart. Not what God does. The condition of the heart. Jesus with his parable of the sower and the four souls and the seed is thrown out, the word of God, and there's four responses because there's four different types of dirt. There's, you could say, four types of people. The condition of the soil, the condition of the dirt determines what happens when the seed is planted. It's not that God says, I don't want you saved, so I make you a hard heart and you're going to go to hell and you can do nothing about it. No, no, no. I control whether my heart wants to be open or closed to the things of God. I'm responsible for that. The grace of God that is given through his word speaks to my heart. And in my freedom and personal responsibility, I choose to respond. Now, sometimes when we witness, we feel like a failure. Somebody says, no, I must not have done it well. I must have said the wrong thing. No, you can share the gospel and people say yes. Share the gospel and people say no. And you know who's responsible? They are. A preacher can preach. One person comes to the altar and gets right with God God, and the other walks out angry. Is the preacher responsible? No. They are. Now, if I'm a jerk, I'm responsible. But that's not what we're talking about here. Um, Also, verse 11. Then I said, Lord, how long? How long is this going to last? How long am I to preach? And knowing they're not going to listen. How long? And God answers in verse 11, until, until cities are devastated and without inhabitant. Houses are without people and the land is utterly desolate. <laughs> well, 740, King Uzziah, a godly king, dies. And remember, he, he, he instituted religious reforms. He, he and his, his father did so much that was good. But the people are still responsible for their heart. And um, 
even though he got rid of the idol worship and stuff, the people's hearts never fully turned to God. And so 740, he begins preaching and God says, how long, Isaiah says, how long? And God says, until cities are devastated. Nobody lives there without inhabitant. You got empty houses with no people living in them. And the land is utterly desert. You, you jump ahead 20 years. 740 B.C. to 722 B.C. And verse 11 happened. When God used the Assyrian Empire and the Assyrian army to exact judgment on the northern kingdom of Israel and utterly destroyed the country, carrying most of the population away as slaves, resettling them in a different country never to come back to the promised land again. On a recent Sunday at First Baptist, I preached on God being a faithful and jealous God. And we define faithful as God will do what he says he will do. This is an example of the faithfulness of God to do what he says he will do. What is God saying to you? Because I promise you, He's going to do what He says. I'll see you Sunday in church and then Monday with another devotion. God bless you.